podcast in the galaxy. The Easy Easy Show. Hello and welcome back to the Elise Yeezy Show. I'm your host, Elise Yeezy, and today I'm joined by Vangelina Skov. How you doing? You've not been on this channel in forever. Why? Uh, well, because you are supposed to tell me when we record. Me? It's As your channel. <laughs> I always, you know, I always, like, get concerned that if I have another YouTuber on regularly, like you or Rachel, and then we don't do anything for months, I always wonder, like, oh, are people going to think that we've fallen out? Do you, know, do you know what I mean? But, like, no, it's literally I'm lazy and I forget that I have a podcast half of the time. Has anybody thought that? Like, comment if you thought that. I want to know now. <laughs> like, I wouldn't think so. But then, you know, when you see... Not that, like, we're... Not that we're nearly relevant enough for this. But, you know, when you see the tea channels that are like, oh, Shane Dawson didn't mention someone or another. Yeah. Maybe they've... Not that we're nearly relevant enough for that, no, but I wonder I don't like, think... if people have their own headcanon, you know? Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be making videos, but maybe subtly somebody is like, hmm, I wonder. They haven't done a video in like however many months. How long has it been? I don't know. Like several months. Has it? Well, yeah. it's just because we're both useless, to be honest. Like, that's it. <laughs> the whole I'm story. so bad with doing the podcast channel and then like, emailing to try to get guests on and stuff but like but people need to understand like 90 percent of the time when you email someone to invite them on as a guest they either ignore your email or like delete it or probably like block you or whatever like i think i've you know what i've sent an email i've had people right i'm so shit that now like i have one of my friends paid do my emails for me because like i'm just i'm so shit with it i'm like no you do it like you know paying them a couple of hours a week that type of thing and so like andrew huberman has been contacted a few times and each time i've gotten a reply back which is nice but each time it's been a no and i'm just worrying like if i try again in a year's time am i going to get blocked by andrew huberman's team i don't know can i ask firstly who is andrew huberman <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that are you kidding <laughs> he's um He's a neuroscientist and he's got a very popular podcast himself and he's just interesting and I feel like he'd be very interesting to talk to. But like, there's no reason that Andrew Huberman, the neuroscientist, would want to talk to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's literally no reason why he would want to. Here's what you do. You go on a chat GPT, you say, what like little hook can I give Andrew Huberman to talk to me? Here's stuff about me. And then it'll just tell you the cheat codes for life. I don't know. I stopped thinking. I just use AI. It's great. <laughs> oh, don't. You're like my friends. They're always trying to offset everything they can to AI. Because I'm always like, hmm, I need to write a story. And they've been saying, why don't you just get an AI to write a story oh, for no. you? Oh, no. Well, I wouldn't no, do No, you that. can't do that. That's cheating. No, but I do it for stuff like, well, because if you're writing a story, you want to write the story. Like, I do it for stuff like, oh, I have to write this annoying email. Like, just write this email for me. Like, stuff like that. But, like, personal stuff or creative stuff, like, you want to be doing that yourself. I don't, like, I wouldn't use it for videos or anything like that. It's just dumb shit that I don't want to do and I don't want to think about. That's what they keep saying to me. They keep saying, why don't you just use ChatGPT to write your scripts? And it's like, have you asked AI to tell you a joke? Like, <laughs> we don't need to worry about the AI taking over anytime soon. They can't, because it's not even ChatGPT. It's not, 
who did I hear talking about this? I think Michio Kaku on Joe Rogan. Oh, I've decided that me and Joe Rogan are fine again. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. I know why, actually. Because he had this comedian called Matt Rife on, who like, whatever, I don't really care about Matt Rife. I'm aware that you've probably never heard of any of these people. Mm-hmm. I, I know it. Joe you... Rogan and Mitchie Okay. <laughs> well, he had this comedian on and they weren't even talking about the comedian's career. They spent the first hour just talking about animals and animal facts. And I was like, oh, I would love to just sit with Joe Rogan and just talk about animals and like bears attacking people and chimpanzees ripping people up. And I would love to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he'd want to of me. So I decided we're friends again. Okay. <laughs> that's that's great to know. I'm very happy for you too. Does he know? He will one day. <laughs> we're going to find out in like five years time that you're actually like a full on stalker or something. Have some Joe Rogan shrine. <laughs> We've just been thinking it's a joke. Don't check my cupboards. Yes, I'm I'm often in your cupboards. back in the cupboard back in the closet what was i talking about why did i start going on about joe rogan uh ai emails brains not working i don't something along those lines you were getting people to email for your podcast Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that is the whole line of conversation i believe imagine being so useless that you have to just like employ someone else to do your emails imagine that I mean, granted, it's only a few hours a week, so it's not like a full-time thing or whatever. It's just, it's a bit of extra help. But I felt so validated, yeah. Because my friend, actually, they've been on the podcast before. It was uh, KD, who used to be on the podcast with me when I had the studio and stuff. But they moved, like, out of London. So we just we just couldn't do the podcast together anymore, which is a shame, because they really liked it. They've been doing, like, the emails for me. And they've been uploading the shorts to the podcast channel. And they messaged me. Because I was like, you need to make sure that, you know, there's tagging, there's descriptions, the title's good, all the stuff that, you know, you know about too. And they messaged me and they were like, oh my God, there actually is so much fucking admin to doing YouTube. I, did, I didn't realize it. Like it is a, the, I don't want to say a full-time job because that's stretching, but it is a heavy part-time job. It is. No, it is a full-time job. I'm not going to. Especially when you have three channels like me, three. Yeah, which is a, a bit TikTok. ridiculous. You should just like get rid of them all. delete all my channels no one needs them yeah exactly no i'm sorry that felt mean no it's like there's so much people don't understand like it's not you sit down and you film a video and it's great like there's so much shit there's so much editing there's so much like i don't know keyword research and like making thumbnails and bullshit and like just planning and my brain hurts and i want a nap when i think about it Do you know what sucks? Did I tell you about this? I don't know if I told you about this. Um, I've been uploading shorts on the podcast channel and with like your revenue, you can see you can see separately how much shorts make. So how much money you get per thousand views, CPM, for the average viewer listening to this now. And I've been uploading a bunch of shorts. Do you know what the shorts CPM is? Oh, it's like a cent or something ridiculous. <laughs> seven pence. So <laughs> seven pence per thousand views. But there are some people on here, and the only reason I bring this up is there are some people on here. There's this account I follow, her name's Maisily, I think she's a Norwegian living in London, and she does like home decor, kind of like living in London, that kind of stuff, like, you know, family friendly stuff. And she's mainly a shorts creator. And sure, her shorts get like hundreds of thousands of views, but I don't understand how that's livable in the slightest if it's seven, not saying that hers is, but mine at the moment is seven pence per, it's... 
it's wow. not that there's no way unless like you would have to be using shorts either to sell something else like if you have some kind of like website resell shit or like some kind mm. of product or if you just get really lucky and have loads of views and sponsors and things but there's no way you could live off just the ad revenue of shorts because the tiktok creator fund is apparently like that too it's just pennies mm-hmm. per couple thousand views and but if you can get sponsorships on tiktok that's all right do you know what i've started doing on tiktok oh god okay <laughs> what I, what i eat in a days have you i haven't yeah. seen them <laughs> yeah i don't open tiktok maybe that's why i'm sorry i know i've sent you like literally 100 tiktoks you've not seen any of them i will look in fairness to me and i said this to you already i haven't even opened the tiktoks from my own girlfriend so like i will get to it it's just they moved they changed the app and the messages aren't where they used to be so now i don't like it i can't believe i'm not a higher priority than your girlfriend I'm insulted. I should be a higher priority than anyone's respective partner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will put you on the top of the list. Even above the... No, I can't even joke about putting you above the cats. Like, it's not... It's not even... Fair enough. I'll accept that. (laughs) Do you know why I've started doing what I eat in a days? Tell me. Because it's the only content that I do enjoy watching on TikTok for some reason. And there are these TikTokers that I follow. Someone said that they were like their own kardashians of tiktok and i'm like no that's so true because i have to check in with these people every single day there's corey charlie and corey's girlfriend leah and they're these welsh tiktokers and they do what i eat in a day content and they've been doing it for maybe about a year maybe a bit more than a year charlie has half a million followers purely from doing this content and they eat like crazy crazy food as well you know like <laughs> like McDonald's three times a day. No, that look okay. like that's a bit too much. But like at least McDonald's once a day, oh, you know. God. And she, um, yeah, the Charlie girl. She had like a party for her half million special, and it looked amazing. And they have these management teams, so they go down to London to like these offices for their management for managing their TikToks, and like the offices are just full of sweets and candy. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like Willy Wonka land. I want to be a part of this. Are you joking? And they get they get given they get sent freebies all the time, as you would like you know uh, free trips out to restaurants or to the cinema or free food or whatever. And it's like in this day in the cost of living crisis, I'd be stupid to try to not get free food. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went to Tesco's. I went to, te- sorry, I went to Tesco's the other week. I bought six things and it was like 16 quid for six things. Yeah, no, I fucking hate Tesco. You can't go into Tesco without spending 30 quid. Like, there's no way. I go in to get milk and I come out. I've spent 30 quid every fucking time. I could just go to Little, but I don't because it's like two minutes closer to go to Tesco. Hmm. <laughs> But I was going to say, I'm like stuck on, how do you have a management for making what I eat in a day videos? <laughs> like you said that and then you just moved on. Like that's just okay. To be very, very fair to them, they also do other content, but it's the what I eat in a day. Like, you know, okay. I guess vlogs and get ready with me's and, and stuff like that. But the main stuff is the what I eat in a days. And okay, there's this other girl and her name's Abby, Abby Taylor something. And she lives in Scotland and she does what I eat in a days. And it literally is like three McDonald's a day. It, it, it's crazy. Like it, she ordered Chinese and she put extra salt, like loads of extra salt. Oh no. On the Chinese. And I was like, this is, and she's got like a hundred thousand followers. 
And I'm like, this is clearly the route to go down. Like, are you joking? Is it so you're just going to like eat really unhealthy food? Is that what you've been doing? Or just normal? Do you know what's funny, actually? I've actually, because I know that I'm filming it, I've naturally been eating a little bit healthier than I would. Like I was cooking up chickpeas the other day. I've never cooked, I've, I've eaten chickpeas, but I've never like sat there and cooked them with paprika and crap How have to you... put in a salad. You're a vegan. How have you never cooked chickpeas? Because I like to get the pre-cooked ones in a can and I mash them up and I make them into like a chickpea tuna. You, have you ever yeah. done that where you rip the nori sheets in? I, do I mean, that, I buy it I pre-ripped, so. Do you? <laughs> you can get a like to sprinkle yeah i know <laughs> can oh yeah i guess you can that would be a lot easier than trying to cut it up but yeah i've been eating like yesterday i ate a bit crap and then i was like oh i'm filming all of this i should eat some fruit so i had a plate of fruit as well so it is kind of making me a little bit healthier which I mean, is like good the opposite of what i thought would happen but yeah i have filmed a million of them like for TikTok and Instagram and then some longer ones for YouTube as well. But then, because I was doing it like every day for a while and I kept forgetting to edit them. So they're all just sitting on my phone ready to be edited. And I cook like most of my meals. So it's like, it's interesting. But I think the issue is I don't film myself like eating them. And I think that's what people want to see. But then I don't want to have to put on makeup to eat a salad. Like it feels stupid. Use a filter. Use the filter. There's well good t- oh, yeah. like filters on TikTok. Um, you're sitting on a gold mine if you've got loads of them. Just edit them, put them up. And like sometimes the Abby girl that I mentioned, she like mainly just films it like nights at a time. She just films the food that she's having rather than like actually eating it. Because I know what you mean. I've been like I've been doing some shots where I do like take a bite or whatever, and it does feel a bit weird. It feels a bit awkward. Yeah. No, I've noticed I make stupid faces when I eat as well. Because anytime I film myself eating, I'm like. I don't know, my mouth does something weird and I'm hyper-conscious of it, but then probably nobody else would notice that. <laughs> it's just, like, stupid stuff. But what you are saying is that people should follow you on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. If you want to see what I eat in a day content, if anyone gives a shit about that, sure. Well, I do. Now that I know that you don't generally cook chickpeas, I want to know what you eat. <laughs> so... I eat a lot of bread. I eat a lot of bread. Do you know what, as well, there's another problem with TikTok. Our phones, I know they're listening to us, mm-hmm. but like the the extent they're listening to us is really bad because I've been having a fruit fly problem and my boyfriend was blaming me, being like, it's because you leave bananas out and you don't put them in the fridge. And I'm like, I don't want to put the bananas in the fridge because then the they fridge. go, thank you. They go like, oh, they, they go off quicker when they're in the fridge, don't they? I Whatever. They're just weird in the fridge. It's not right. <laughs> yeah, well, they they like the skin goes brown quicker when you put them in the fridge. So I've been blamed for this fruit fly problem, and I'm like, and we've been like cleaning everything really well, and still the fruit flies are just a- appearing. You leave like a sandwich on the counter for like one second, the fruit flies. Uh, it's been a whole thing, and I've been getting blamed for this. But then a TikTok showed up on my phone, and I've not like spoken to anyone about the fruit fry problem because I thought it was a bit embarrassing. It's not like a massive problem, but like you just notice there's a few every day, and right. Mm-hmm. I had a TikTok come up on my phone where this lady said, "This is embarrassing, but I've been having a fruit fly problem, and here's the thing." We've been cleaning everything, but actually fruit flies, they lay eggs in your sink. (gasps) So what you have to do is you have to get boiling water. I know we just set up a vegan, but you have to get boiling water and tip it down the sink and it kills the eggs. That's what you have to do. And I was like, wow, that's really handy advice. But this is listening to me. 
because we've had a conversation about the fruit flies in person. I've not been like texting it to anyone else because why would I? What a weird thing to text. Yeah. It's listening to us. Like TikTok actively listens to you and then show. It doesn't even it's try worrying. to hide it though. That's the annoying part. Like it's like at least pretend like all the apps all the time. You will say something and then two seconds later, it'll come up. It's like, oh, like wait a minute. Pretend you're I know, not listening. It's so obnoxious about it. It's so in your face. <laughs> It's like they're not trying to hide. They don't care. I I don't like it. But uh, at the same time, I don't really care. Like, I feel like I should care. I was raised to very much care about this stuff. But I think I'm just completely apathetic at this point. I'm like, they're listening to me. What are they going to learn? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to die one day. It's fine. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny about that? Like, in my heyday, I was just the biggest conspiracy theorist like the biggest like i thought that people were listening to my phone calls because i'm just that interesting i, mean, I thought gchq exactly had the whole file like a whole cabinet on me because <laughs> they just thought this girl a she's going places clearly and b mm. she knows what's going on we gotta keep an eye on her now i still believe there is an illuminati type group it's simply called the bilderberg group you can look that up it's a real group where the elites and royals meet up once every two years it's a real thing we don't know what they discuss it's all secret it's a real thing i believe that um but yeah i don't really give a shit anymore if companies are listening to me like so what enjoy it i guess enjoy the free show if you're listening to my weird phone calls the only time i get really worried about it is like <laughs> this is so stupid it's like if i make a joke right i'll make a joke and be like oh fuck america or like oh china's so like scary or something i'm like is China or America listening to me? And I'm on some list because I've not been to either of those countries. They're not going to let me in. I don't know. It's just like not the case, I hope. I was going to go off. I was going to say something else then, but I forget about it. Shall we get onto the meat of the episode? Yes, let's. <laughs> so what's been happening in YouTube? Like, Let's have a bit of a gossip episode because I'm in a gossipy mood. I okay. love a bit of gossip. I'm not better than gossiping. I don't try to be. So what's been going on on YouTube? Tell me. Oh, dear God. Well, where do we begin? <laughs> you know, Colleen Ballinger. She's... Heard of her? You... <laughs> Everybody knows. I don't have to, like, pretend people don't know and, like, talk them through the whole thing. Colleen Ballinger, it's been bad and it's still going on. And, like, there's all the stuff now about Jojo Siwa and everything that she said. And now everybody's disavowing her for essentially like protecting Colleen Ballinger and it's just all a bit much and I'm tired <laughs> yeah I did see so Jojo Sewell went on to Tana Mojo's podcast I've not watched the episode itself yet mm -hmm. uh, but it came up I clicked on it and the comment section like because usually the comment section is kissing Tanya like Tana's ass no matter what but the comment section on this one was not happy about the choice of guest she put up a uh, pinned comment saying that she was unaware of the drama until she had just put up but her co-host Brooke had apparently after they'd filmed the episode several weeks ago had gone on Instagram to be like I don't condone Jojo Siwa I don't support her like just after they'd filmed the episode so Tana's lying yet again <laughs> But she lies so in your face I just feel like because I don't take a like seriously as a as a person sounds really mean like that that, that <laughs> sounds to me i don't mean to be mean but it's like you know that she's going to lie and bend the, the bend the truth so at this point she's been on youtube for what like eight 
eight years. Like she's been on YouTube for a long, long, long time and she's always lied and twisted and whatever. I feel like if you believe her at this point, unless you're a brand new fan and you hadn't heard of her like yesterday, it is kind of your fault if you're believing her at this point. Like that's mm-hmm. sort of on you. She's categorically, like she's a pathological liar. But I do find it funny that she really tries to like put it on because there's no way that you were, I was aware. I was aware of the Jojo Siwa stuff. There's no way that you wouldn't have been aware of it. And then like, she obviously put the podcast up because it has generated gossip and buzz. And if anything, Tanya is actually very good at marketing because she's constantly in trouble Mm -hmm. and like stays in trouble. But um, yeah, I just found that really funny. What is the point of the lying? Now, this is what I don't understand because you had that... um that video on your channel about her talking about the wine lady right and it's just like lie after lie now this as well like what is the point of it because everybody knows you're lying do they do people not know um i would say like younger members of our audience don't or they do just believe everything she says because maybe the way I see it is I think maybe her audience refreshes. Like, you'll you'll get the people who have been there since the beginning, but I think her audience does refresh quite regularly so that you might get newer fans who are 16 who aren't aware of the 100 other times she has lied or stretched the truth or exaggerated. I think also she just enjoys embellishing because that's, like, she is dramatic and that is who she is as a person. And that would be, it would be fine if she, like, because a lot of her story times were proven to be fake, mm-hmm. right? And it would, a hot take, I think it would be fine to embellish, but as long as you just don't drag real people into it and and like, you know, affect their careers or, or whatnot. There was this, um, she had this story time years ago about how a Disney star stole money off her to buy cocaine, right? Mm-hmm. And that was proven false, like, because she said that, her friend was friends with a Disney star from a very popular Disney Channel show. And you can kind of you could kind of guess who she was talking about from like the context within what she was saying. And then a phone call between her and the friend, who was the friend of the Disney star, got leaked. This is all like you can find it on YouTube. And she says in this phone call, Yes, I know, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, it was just it's just a story, it's just like a joke, basically. Like, she's admitting to her friend that she did lie about the story time. And her friend has been like, no, it's not acceptable, though, because, like, people have, like, guessed that you're talking about this guy. He had nothing to do with it. And, like, you're affecting his reputation kind of thing. So, yeah, it would be, like, if she if she was a liar that didn't lie about real people, who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I kind of, like, agree. Because, like, with the story time thing as well, like... There's no way when story times were like huge, people were telling all these real stories all the time. Like 80% of them were made up and the other 20% mm. like had made up, made up stuff in them. Like, mm. so it's okay. But yeah, they're dragging the people into it. But then like stuff like this with the Jojo Siwa thing, it's like, what is even the point? You posted the video, like clearly you wanted to get the negative viewers and the positive ones as well. Like you wanted to be in on the trending topic, but like, just don't say anything. Like, just shush. You don't have to say you didn't know because you did. <laughs> like, there's no way you don't. What would you do in that situation then? Like, because you know, you like, unless you have no self-awareness or social awareness, you are aware when you're doing something that's slightly naughty or slightly bad, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, what would you do? Because... <laughs> 
I'm just going to say it. I was talking to my friend who's doing the emails, KD, because we talk about potential guests and stuff, you know? I'm like, if you have suggestions, let me know. I'm always up for talking to people. So I messaged them being like, what if we emailed Joe Rogan? Because I would love to talk to Joe Rogan about cryptids and animals. And they were like, I don't think people would like that. Like, I really don't think people would like that. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess, I guess you're right. It would be quite like a rogue sort of like crossover. Not that he'd ever say yes anyway. Like Joe Rogan would never say yes. Like, why would he to my he tiny might. podcast? You don't know. He wouldn't. Like, mathematically, it's impossible. He just wouldn't. Nothing's impossible. I think that's pretty close. Especially as I've, like, slacked him. Like, he'd just look through the channel and see, like, shorts where I've slacked him off. Um, I, but if, like, I did that, I don't know if my audience would like it. And I would certainly have a sense of, I feel like I'm doing something a bit naughty here, even though, like, I don't, I don't think it's bad to have conversations with people, but I also, with the Jojo Siwa thing, so from what I'm aware of, like Jojo Siwa, she's just been defending Colleen Ballinger and Tana Mojo, we're talking about this in particular, specifically. Tana Mojo is a people pleaser. She's not going to push back on anyone on her podcast. Like she's she's not. She's not going to like call them out and be like, hey, but then you said this and like, do you think of that? You know? Um, I mean, I've done, like, you know, I filmed that podcast episode with Keemstar, which is like somebody that would have been like really bizarre for my channel. Do your audience know about that? No, because it never went up. I mean, I'm sure I've mentioned it maybe. This but, is um, brand new information to them. <laughs> yeah. No, it never went up. And the reason it didn't go up is not because I suddenly decided, like, I'm not going to pretend. I was like, oh, this is a bad idea. No, the audio was fucked. We were supposed to, like, I tried to fix it. I waited too long was supposed to re-record it with him he's not good at responding to messages at least to me because I'm not anybody in his life and then he didn't respond and I kind of waited a few months and then mm. I got back and I was like are you still up for doing this and he was like who is this so I was like okay we're not doing it then ouch yeah no but in fairness to him I had changed my username and my profile picture so <laughs> But like he didn't know who I was to begin with. Like it was only be through mutual people. But um, what was my point? Yes, that like I knew it was somebody that my audience might be like, "This is a bit weird. Why would you give him a platform?" That's the thing people mm. always say. I was like, "I'm not giving him a platform. He has like millions of subscribers." Oh yeah, when when they're so much bigger than you, it's like you're not platforming them. Like, yeah, not even self. And their platform is like up here, and you're down here. Yeah. yeah, well, I guess my point, because I f when I talk, sometimes I really forget like my point. So I forgot where I was going with that whole like little thing about Jojo Siwa. My <laughs> point is, is I'm someone who I think it's fine to talk to people who have opposing viewpoints to you. I think mm -hmm. that's totally fine because that's just, that's how we learn to communicate, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we like do social bonds and stuff. But I think you should also like stand up for what you believe in. Now, there like there's a limit though. There are some people I would never invite onto my podcast because I know that talking to them would be like talking to a brick wall or they would give me a migraine. But there are other people, I really do feel like me and Joe Rogan could happily chat about animals for an hour, as long as we didn't get onto veganism, you mm -hmm. know? Because then like we would butt heads, but I really feel like we could talk about the Loch Ness Monster. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> Or maybe the dragons ex exist. Oh, I I don't know. Maybe I should just ask my audience. Audience, should I invite Joe Rogan onto my podcast? I mean, he will say no, but... But 
like ask him i think it'd be great i want to watch it and i do like like i think we should talk to people this is the thing uh i want to talk to people i disagree with like it's not just that like i'm okay with it like i want to talk to people i disagree with just most Mm. of the time these people have far bigger audiences than me and more emails than i have so will not see it like i did a video about pearl davis recently i would love to talk to her i think she's a fucking idiot like i think she doesn't believe in anything she says but i feel like Mm -hmm. if i could speak to her i could poke holes in that in real time and also it would just be really funny to me you know i wouldn't invite anybody on that i think is going to come on and be like spouting some horrible racist shit and like calling for the death of people like i wouldn't invite somebody like that on but somebody who just has like different opinions to me i would like to that is actually one of the people i was thinking of when i said there are certain people i would just never invite on because (laughs) it would be like having a migraine i wouldn't uh that's someone that i just wouldn't because i believe what you believe i categorically think that she does not believe anything that she (laughs) says um because like when it comes to grifting, both on the left and right, there are grifters and there are a lot of them. I've met a lot of them, you know, people that will only say things online for the controversy and then it brings in like views and whatever. I'm not interested in dealing with extremists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had my fair share of that in the past. I'm not interested. Like it's for me, like that it's just a bad road to go down. Um, also, Pearl in particular, she went on to H3H3's podcast and Ethan Klein demolished her. And I'm sorry, but if Ethan Klein <laughs> intellectually bests you, Ethan Klein, I would be so, I would never show my face on the internet again. I'm just saying. And actually, yeah. I'm okay with Ethan at the moment as well. I've been listening to H3H3 a little bit recently. Um, and I do think he's a bit funny. I think he's a bit naughty, but I do think he's a little bit funny. I mean, yeah, he's a little bit funny, but at the same time, I just, there's something about him I can't stand. The thing with me, and I need people to remember this about me, is that I will make a video about like some controversy or something. Two weeks, it's gone. I'll forget it. Because I remember I made a video about Ethan Klein. Hated him. Cannot remember what it was about. Do not know what he did. Like even for really big stuff, like it's just gone. So every time like something new comes up, I have to re-educate myself. So like I don't remember why I hated Ethan Klein, but I think I still dislike him. I've done videos on Ethan Klein before, like calling him out for shit. Um, there was one where he had he had Papa John, as in the Papa John on his oh. podcast. <laughs> And it was after Papa John had been like, I've eaten 30 pizzas in 30 days. And he looked like he was sweating pizza. That was so funny. Um, but he had Papa John on. And just like, but this was early H3 podcast. So his uh, interviewing skills, I'm not saying I'm good because I don't. It is actually quite hard to interview people, but his were like, they were pretty bad at the time. He was just constantly interrupting himself. So I did a video. So yeah, H3H3 is someone who would probably never want to come on my podcast either. I'm just out here alienating people and then wondering why no one wants to come on my podcast and talk to me. Get Trisha Paytas. No, I was thinking about this recently. Like I would love to talk to Trisha Paytas because she, I saw a TikTok clip of her talking about how she had a meth overdose in 2019. I want to talk to her about that kind of stuff. I think that's I think that's so interesting and the fact that like she's been so public for so long and I remember her video posting was a bit weird around that at that time like pre-pandemic but I would never have guessed like a meth overdose you know yeah no that is I didn't even realize that fucking hell like I Mm. knew she was taking stuff but I didn't know she like overdosed fully 
But I will say, and I said this to you already, but if you get her on your podcast and you do not introduce me to Trisha Paytas, like, we are done. I am never speaking to you again. That's what I say. That's why I say about Keanu Reeves. One of my friends worked on Matrix 4, like he was going to work on Matrix 4, and I was like, you have to tell Keanu Reeves that I exist. And he was like, you know that I can't just say that on a set though, right? You know that like, that's really unprofessional. And I was like, you know that I don't care and I will disown you forever. We've been friends for a long time, like 15 years. Tell him that I probably hasn't, probably he has no idea, no idea. One I mean, day. in fairness, he could get fired for that. That should be a sacrifice that he's willing to make. <laughs> You know what? You're right. You're right. That's thank you. I'm always right. Not unreasonable at all. No, it's just it's my one demand in life. That's all. I'm fine with everything else. Okay, so whenever I meet Keanu Reeves, because as I've established, I will actually be really rich and really famous, like very mm-hmm, soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will make sure to let him know you exist and watch, yeah, just tell him he needs to follow you and watch him and make sure he does it. He needs to come onto my podcast channel and we can just chat. We can just chat. We'll just have a chat. We'll talk about animals and chimpanzees ripping people up. Is that what you want to talk about with everybody? I don't know. It's a real sticking point recently because it is quite horrifying. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. It's been so cartoonified in my head. I I feel like I can't take it seriously, which sounds really bad, but like I just Mm. can't visualize it, which is probably a good thing. Hmm. You know, we're supposed to be talking about, like, gossip and we're talking about chimpanzees. That's fine. Would you talk to Jojo Siwa about chimpanzees ripping people up? This is the real question. Okay. No. Maybe. I don't know. With Jojo Siwa, because I understand everyone's points about the entire situation. Uh... God, it's dicey. I'm trying to be nuanced. I'm trying to be mature and like an enlightened centrist and better of, better than all of you. Um, I think it is important to remember that she's been exploited almost all of her life by her mother mm-hmm. and by these like weird dance mum shows. Um, and she met Colleen when she was 12. Like Jojo Siwa is not going to be aware yet because she's only 20 that there's something very strange about that. And I've seen people say, you know, she def- like she's made a pattern of defending predators like Shane, James, Charles, Colleen. But I think it's weirder that those people have all been drawn to Jojo in the first place. Do you know, I think the inverse has happened because it is odd that these people who are much older than her, like, I mean, there's a level of, of like normal exploitation going on there already. That these like she she was really famous at the age of twelve had millions of followers already from these shows or whatever reality shows, um, so you would get the bottom feeders like Shane like Colleen being drawn to that to try to exploit and get some views from it like that's just seemingly a normal thing that's been happening in the past like eight years it, it's been happening for like a long time, um, I feel like JoJo's. Yeah, it's not great that she's defending predators, but there is a level, I think there's a level of grooming that's just gone on there. I don't think, I think someone, and I don't like it when people say, well, you know, by her age, I knew better. Okay, good for you. Like your life is different. I I have no idea what it's like to be Jojo Siwa, to be ultra famous for all of my life and to have 
most of the adults around me exploiting me financially. I have no idea what that's like, so I'm not going to pretend that I would do any better in her shoes. Do you know what I mean? And that's not me defending what like she's doing. That's just me trying to be a bit nuanced about it. Because I've told you many times, like in my early to mid twenties, I was getting exploited by people who are much older than me, not like financially, because what they're going to do, like take the 50p I had of my bank account. But just in terms of like, there were always much older men, a decade, sometimes even two decades older than me, who would like give me cocaine. And I was getting, there's not a cut off age limit for being manipulated. Like I was still 24, 25, getting manipulated by people who are much older than me. Like, with drugs and just like emotionally manipulated and that type of thing, you know? So, but I understand why people like are upset with her. I get it. I don't think it's great. I just think like, yeah, she's being a bit of an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. I just, the thing is like, I get all that and I do agree for sure. Like that was one of the main takeaways that I made in the video that I did about this, which is that like, well, she has been like, manipulated her whole life essentially and has never learned like what a relationship between an adult and a child is supposed to be like her entire defense of Colleen was well she can't actually be like all these things everybody's saying she can't be a groomer because I've been friends with her since I was 12 like that in itself doesn't make any sense but at the same time I don't think that means that we ignore it I don't think it means we should call her like I don't know, a predator herself, like Jojo, I mean, but we shouldn't ignore that this is a very bad take. And you kind of have to ask then at what point do we start holding her accountable? Because she will get older. Like, is that point when she's 30, when she's 40? Like, when do we say, okay, hang on now, now you're actually being like an adult who's doing the same thing? Hmm. It's just very complicated. It is yeah it is very complicated um because i agree that she should be aware that it is a bad take because it is however some of the reactions i've seen i like you just said i have seen people saying that they just asserting actually that jojo is going to end up a predator herself and Mm -hmm. i don't feel that right now that is helpful to the conversation and i feel like Imagine you're Jojo and you're not aware that these adults have been manipulating you and exploiting you for years, years, years. And then you see people online because you've, you, you know, you think that like your friend is getting unfairly lambasted, whatever. Maybe she's not even looked into it too much. Who knows? Because um, I guess in that situation, like you are more likely to believe the person you know in real life and you've hung out with rather than like the faceless mass that is the internet. Mm-hmm. Personally, um, I, I can see how that happened. Jojo's not going to see the nuanced constructive arguments like or discussions like we're having about the conversation. She's just going to see the really extreme Jojo's going to end up being a predator herself stuff. And I feel like when that happens, it's just going to cause her, it's going to cause her to double down, I think, Mm -hmm. and just be like, they're all against me. They're all wrong. Like I know best. I mean, I did see people commenting on the Tana one saying that Jojo was coming across as a narcissist. I don't know much about that. I can imagine like, she probably is a bit narcissistic if she's been, you know, so successful from such an early age. It's probably mm-hmm. a separate discussion to have, but yeah, I think it's quite complicated and I don't think I don't think some reactions are conducive. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying as well because like you see it all the time when somebody has some kind of standpoint and everybody says like, 
that's the wrong standpoint to be taking but then you insult them and you like just are really extreme about it it pushes that person further privately i can think of many people that i've kind of like seen that happen to because it is a push and pull effect um yeah yeah i i i agree and probably like with jojo siwa like what you're saying like if she's being if what she's seeing and i hadn't even thought about this is people just saying like oh well you're gonna be a predator like you're just as bad and all this she's gonna like feel defensive which is going to make her feel more righteous in her own beliefs of like, mm. yeah, no, I'm right. Like these people are crazy because I'm not a predator. So obviously Colleen is fine and all these people are fine. Um, nobody's manipulated me. Even though when you go back and you see like there was a whole pe- like a year period of time where Colleen, the grown woman, had beef with like 13 year old Jojo and they didn't speak for a year. Like it's really? insane. Yeah. So. <sighs> Galena oh just got divorced. Galena just gotten divorced. And um this is alleged, but also kind of confirmed by uh Colleen's ex-husband Josh. So vaguely alleged. They got divorced, and then Jojo did a collab with Josh because he was a YouTuber as well. Colleen did not like this and did not speak to her for a year. But not only that, like her whole family didn't speak to Jojo for a year and Jojo had been really close with them. Like was at their house all the time and was good friends with Rachel, who was clean sister. Mm. And then it wasn't until like a year later where they were in Canada at the same time or something like that. No, they had filmed a collab first, apparently it was really awkward. And then they were in Canada at the same time. And when Jojo was telling the story, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, Colleen calls her she's like 13 or 14 or something like that and Jojo's like really excited because like it's Colleen calling and she wants to be your friend and you're like you poor child like this she was like nearly 30 or 30 at this point and then she's Mm. like yeah there's this elephant in the room between us let's just forget about it and then Rachel the sister randomly thought to text this 14 year old hey let's be friends it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? So the whole family are weird because they would not talk to her for a year because this child made a YouTube video with Colleen's ex-husband. It's absolutely bizarre. God, that's so weird. How do you have beef that's... with a child? <laughs> these people are all so weird. Ah, oh, this is what gets me. Like, can these people just not be fucking normal? Is it yeah. that hard to be a normal person on YouTube? Yeah, it is. is it that hard? Don't get me wrong as well, audience. I do think that Jojo Siwa is an incredibly bad look to be defending Colleen Ballinger right now. And I think she's being an idiot. Um, <laughs> but I also kind of think like, would you expect anything different? Would mm-hmm. you? I, do, I don't know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? It's a tricky one. I, I just, it's... <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on this and I I wanted to just keep repeating it in my video but I could only say it once otherwise it'd be like 20 minutes of me going why but like um, how do you as an adult like could you have an argument for a year with a child? No. No, right? It's fucking weird. Why are you speaking to children? Why are you friends with children in the first place? Never mind like having an argument with them about your divorce like you're old enough to be going through a divorce and you're fighting with children so no wonder like speechless i'm speechless (laughs) no wonder she's like she thinks all this is okay because these are the dynamics she grew up with 
nobody like pulled her out of that her parents are probably i probably shouldn't say this her parents are probably fucking useless didn't be like maybe you shouldn't be hanging around with only 30 year olds like perhaps you should have some friends your own age who aren't famous it's just bizarre yeah i can't imagine how the parents would have been okay with any of this unless they were just seeing money signs i mean probably like there is the whole conversation to be had of like well, what kind of person would it take to put your child on a show like that, see how badly it's affecting them and just be okay with that? I'm actually planning to do a larger video about the conversation of child exploitation online when it comes, because when it comes to content creation, um, child actors have laws in the United States that protects them against being exploited by parents. Like, I think at least 10 or 20% of their earnings has to be put in a trust fund for when they're 18 or 21. Yeah, there's only certain hours that they're allowed to work, et cetera, et cetera. But for influencer child stars, there are no such laws. So there's nothing that's protecting them. So influencer children, you know, like those vlogging families where the parents are just constantly filming the children, they're allowed to do that. I've been doing some research on this. There's one family that took their kids out of school to homeschool them just so they could get more content out of like filming the homeschooling process and filming the kids and stuff are you um, fucking wankers yeah there's <laughs> so much of that that goes on in uh with youtube it's actually it's very weirdly dystopian i mean even like some reality tv stars are getting in on it so you know <laughs> made in chelsea which you got to see a little bit of because you I did. did my video yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's this um there's this couple on me and Chelsea, this married couple, Ollie and Gareth, and they've just had via IVF twins. And the IVF journey was on Made in Chelsea. And I think that's fine. I think it's fine to like, you know, show the ups and downs of something like that. I think that's okay. But now that they have these twins, they've just been like in photo shoots. They've got like a vlogging channel for it. They've got like a podcast channel. It, it just, it feels very, very monetized. Mm -hmm. I looked at it and I was like, I don't like that. And then I've been researching like just all these family vloggers and stuff. And it's crazy because like the children of these family vlogging channels are starting to grow up. And as soon as the first one sues their parents for essentially stealing and monetizing their childhood, it's going to be like the floodgates going to be open. I can't wait for that day. Like so <laughs> many, like, cause there's dozens and dozens of these people. So many of these adults are going to get sued by their I children. I can't wait. Fuck I can't wait. Like they're just, I I truly despise family vloggers. Like I think you're the scum of the earth. I don't care who you are. Like it's disgusting. And I honestly do think probably some of these people are having kids just to, just cause they're like, oh, I can make money off of this. There is a family, I, I got in, in like a Word document somewhere. I can't remember the exact names of these families, but there is a family where it is heavily theorized because this woman has already had like six or seven kids, some, like some ridiculous brood number. Um, mm -hmm. It's theorized that she got pregnant yet again, just so they could make more content out of the pregnancy and out of... I and just... imagine growing up with that and that being your life. Like, Maybe if this is who you are as a person, you should perhaps check yourself into a mental facility and like stay there and that's the end of it like what 
why do you not understand like i know parents don't always protect their kids but i just always have the hope that parents understand that they're supposed to protect their kids and not like inflict harm on them do they not realize that filming your child 24 7 and putting them up on the internet for everybody to see is going to affect them i don't get it and it brings it back to jojo siwa and as well like she's been filmed not on youtube well herself on youtube but like from the time she was what like fucking two or something she's been working and i guess because there's been a few anonymous uh reddit posts um like ask me anythings from people who are they're at least saying that they are the children of like a family vlogger channel and it's awful and this is what like i got some posts that'll go over the video itself and i'm just thinking like yeah, if you're the children, if you're the children of family vloggers, who are you going to turn to? What are you going to do? There's no laws protecting you. And I'm thinking, if you're Jojo Siwa, also, who are you going to turn to? Because you know, not only can you not seemingly trust your parents or your mother, at least, you are famous. Who are you going to turn to in that scenario? I don't think I don't I don't feel like she's got any sort of support system. Mm-hmm. I think they all need to do. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen and just use their money, form a business, disappear, never see anybody again, never go to events, just be done. Like, Ashley Olsen had a baby months ago and nobody knew. It only just kind of came out recently. But it was like, nobody has seen this child, nobody even realized she was pregnant, that was the end of it. Like, they just have this peaceful life. I mean, I'm sure it's not that peaceful, they probably have issues to work through themselves, but like, nothing. They all just need to do that. They can form a little group a little support group. That would be a terrible idea. Somebody would decide to film it. <laughs> they could have a reality I... show. <laughs> Did you see, actually, um, I haven't watched this show. There's a Netflix show called Love is Blind. And now there's a documentary being made about it by the Love is Blind contestants saying that they've been exploited, manipulated, psychologically tortured in a way, funneled with alcohol, all this stuff um, to get content like for the there there's like an expose dot going on and like so when people say when people say well jojo should know better because she's 20 i kind of want to point to stuff like that and it's like well those people are full grown Uh, apparently the brain always continues developing so the whole like you stop develop your prefrontal cortex apparently stops developing when you're 25 but the brain is always developing throughout like the rest of your life it's not just like a one neuroplasticity (laughs) exactly that's the word it's neuroplasticity um yeah, I kind of want to point to those people. It's like, well, these are, you know, big old adults going onto these TV shows. And if they're getting psychologically manipulated or whatever, why is it other realm possibility that a 20 year old is? And what about the prison experiment where any figure of authority, like nine times out of 10, the people will torture other people if an authority figure t- says so. Like humans are so much, like humans are so easily manipulated. That's why we have so many cults. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're so easily manipulated, but we are, so. I mean, there's a lot of research into it and it is interesting. Like I even wanted to do, like I was trying to figure out a way that I could do my dissertation on cults, but it's like a very hard thing to do because you'd have to actually like find research people have already done or whatever. Mm. But it's just, well, that's the thing because people are always like, yeah, your brain stops developing at 25 or whatever it is, which is like what you're saying to a degree is true 
but at the same time your brain doesn't stop developing because if it was like you couldn't get traumatized at 30 Mm -hmm. like your brain wouldn't be able to form those new connections yeah or you would just be dead one of those i'm not sure (laughs) i'm not a brain scientist i'm just a student this is why we need andrew huberman it's so he'd tell us he would tell us get him to talk about jojo siwa (laughs) get him to talk about cults exactly and jojo siwa I yes, just I want to hear <laughs> I want to hear like a neuroscientist opinion on like YouTube drama. Yeah, which actually might be what I do my dissertation on. YouTube drama? Would you? No, for real. Yeah, no, I'm like really interested in like the intersection between like the internet and um, neurobiology and cognition and behavior and stuff. So mm. I kind of was looking at doing something of like kind of mob mentality, but on the internet. And then playing around with like more specific ideas because that's a little bit boring. But you know, I might do something like that. You could, and then you could, you could mention how like um, cancellations when people people have purported to go through them, they say it it does feel like you're dying, and that would come from we fear being ousted by our tribes and our communities more than anything because you know a couple hundred thousand years ago if you were deemed untrustworthy and kicked out your tribe you're dead you're getting ran over by like a mammoth or something you're just dead you're gone so that's why like it feels the same now when people get cancelled they literally do feel like oh my god my life is over because of Mm. this you know i would really love to get some youtuber like colleen ballinger i don't think this would get approved by an ethics committee but i would love to get them like put them in an fmri and have them read hate comments or something or like watch videos about themselves and just see what happens i just want to know what the brain's doing i don't have a hypothesis though i'm just curious Mm. although if i don't have proper research i mean it doesn't need ethics committee approval because i'm just having a look Please don't let any university ever find this. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> My brain wanted to go on something totally separate then. Are you going to tell me or you decided against it? It's quite off topic, but it's kind of on topic. Go for it. It's a podcast after all. What do you think about Jenna Marbles leaving? Because I have my own theory about that. She was so smart. She knew she was going to get like full on cancelled. Like she's I think she's probably a nice person. I'd say so. Like, but she had some stuff that aged really badly. And it was that era. I think it was like the start of the pandemic, maybe when like that whole drama again thing was going on in Shane Dawson. She probably looked at that and went, fuck, I have some like obviously not as bad as Shane Dawson, like nothing like with kids and stuff. But like she had done allegedly like blackface and all this stuff just went i'm out of here i'm gone and i can be remembered forever as somebody lovely and then probably all these big youtubers have like invested in property so they're fine see i feel like jenna marbles was so loved and it was it was people on twitter dragging this old stuff up right um and they had very malicious intentions you know um especially when you compare the stuff that she did to Shane Dawson or Jeffree Star, James Charles or whatever. And I feel like Jenna Marbles knew that she would be fine if she had continued posting videos. I think she would have ultimately have been fine. 
Tana Mojo has done loads of stuff and she is absolutely fine. Like, I think cancellation's not really a thing unless you, like, kind of allow it to. Or if you do something that's just really awful and irredeemable. But people liked her so much. I saw a lot of people were willing to be like, okay, you know, if she says sorry, she says sorry, that's that. I feel like she didn't want to do YouTube anymore and she took it as an opportunity mm. to be like, I'm out and I can go away on my terms and I don't feel like compelled or committed to doing this anymore i feel like she already was done with the internet because her content was becoming more and more she did it weekly like she didn't really want to do it anymore um she had like a subscriber special and this was in the same year that she left where she took a nap for 20 minutes and that was the video she was like celebrate you know hitting i don't know it was 20 million or something like that i'm going to have a 20 minute nap because all i want to do is nap and like that's funny that's a funny concept but at the same time i feel yeah. like that's someone who who's like has gotten tired and jaded of doing youtube yeah i mean there has to be like a, a little kernel of truth there to being like all i want to do is nap <laughs> like yeah i don't want to i don't want to have to put in the effort to do this video and then like whatever which like you i get it like at some point there's no way anybody can do youtube forever like it is very mentally draining and especially like the more subscribers you have, like I can't imagine having 20 million subscribers, like you'd go insane. Mm -hmm. Like not to say that it isn't good, but there are like bad aspects of it. And then just the longer you go on, like there's an expiration date. Yeah. But I hadn't really considered that she probably just wanted to leave. Maybe it's because I never watched her. So I didn't see any kind of shift in oh. content. I only watched her like last year or something. I watched her, yeah, I watched her like weekly because I loved her content and stuff, but I, that's how I interpreted it as, you know, because she was Jenna Marbles. She was very aware of her own uh, reputation. Like, how could you not be? I think she was very aware of the fact that she was just almost, almost universally loved. Um, almost. And she would have been fine if she'd kept doing videos. If Tana Mojo can survive anything, if there's a nuclear blast, Tana Mojo will be able to survive that. Um, if you're Jenna Marbles, like, of, of course, of course you'd be fine. The, the people that get, at the mob that forms, they'd find something new, you know, Dramageddon happens. They'd, they'd focus on that rather than, yeah, I feel like she just, she was tired and she wanted to go, which, I want to do that every week so <laughs> I can't imagine doing it for 10 years and having 20 million subscribers can't imagine because at this level I always want to quit I mean yeah the pressure with that many people watching it would just be I mean I'd love 20 million subscribers I'm not going to say I wouldn't love 20 million subscribers I would it would get see having more subscribers would get rid of some of the stress that being a smaller channel comes with like you don't know like next month if everybody's going to stop watching and you're not going to have any income. Yeah. Which has happened to me, which is great. Um, but then, so that would be solved with having more people watching you. But then that comes with new pressures that I don't even know of yet. So I just, I don't know. I, like, she did a 10 years good on her. She retired. Mm. Even like Marcia did it. Like She mm. was just gone one day. She did the whole goodbye thing. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, she had people on gossip sites on about her for years like just because she was PewDiePie's girlfriend it was like well like she's just like she doesn't do anything and she's lazy and she's using him and she spends his money and like after a while that just gets tiring 
What would I do if I had 20 million subscribers? Quit. Take a nap. <laughs> Take a nap. Quit. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, because you can't really do YouTube forever. Do you know who had the right idea? Filthy Frank. Joji. Yeah, he had the right idea. He just, he... Are they the same people? Are you joking? Oh, come on. Come on. No, I'm complete. No, 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 no. Filthy Frank is the guy in the green suit, right? The pink suit. Pink suit. What? It's green in my head. That's iDubs. Okay, well then I'm confusing him with iDubs. Filthy Frank is the one. He had the voice and he was always yelling. And he was always being disgusting. They were all they... always yelling. This is not... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I'm confusing him with iDubs. I think this is the issue. Well, Joji... He was filthy Frank for X amount of years. He did disgusting, hilarious content. He outgrew it, clearly. He made his millions because that was like, you know, before the apocalypse thing happened. So like, I do believe he would have been a millionaire from the content he was putting out. And he bounced. He had enough one day and he went and became a musician instead. And now there actually are people who don't know that Joji the musician was filthy Frank the YouTuber. You know, I think he absolutely had the right idea. And I think it's hilarious because what if he'd stayed on YouTube? Like, what would he have become? Idubs, who now just everyone takes the mickey out of him. I feel quite bad for him, to be honest, because like, he can't catch a break. Everyone is always making fun of him, being mean to him, which I don't think a lot of the time is justified. I don't know too much about it. Or becoming H3H3 and just having a podcast where most of the time you have bad takes and then you get made fun of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So no matter what, you're getting made fun of, essentially. It's that Dark Knight quote. Die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> yeah, that's comparable, sure. 100%. Joji has absolutely the right idea. Um, yeah. So I think Jojo Siwa should quit and become a rapper. Does she not do music? I feel like she would. She did, like music for kids i don't know if she does like no i don't mean that in a mean way like that was her brand like it's not this is not shade it's just <laughs> the truth like she was like nickelodeon shit you know so i don't know if she's done any music like seriously since then maybe she has well we shouldn't make fun of children's music on youtube because do you know how much bank they make we hate them I hate them and i could do it but i don't because i forget no, you absolutely should. I've been talking to my friends about should we just create one of those children's channels where, um, and you're not on it. You just have someone do the animation then someone do the singing where where it's just like doing the alphabet a few times to like a little beat. And then you get a hundred million views. It's a joke. You sing, don't you? Can you do the singing? I don't think so. No, you can't <laughs> sing nursery rhymes. What are you singing lessons for? Then? Unless unless I did them like rock or emo, emo nursery rhymes. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah that would be cool. That would be so fun. I'll do I'll do like the beats for it. It'd be great. Yeah, but I couldn't this is this is the dilemma. I couldn't have anyone knowing that I was behind a children's music channel because you know how fucking embarrassing that would be. It's bad enough being a normal YouTuber and saying, <laughs> This is what I do for a living, I do YouTube. Like that's bad enough when you're around people who actually have real jobs, like I don't know, consultants or whatever. Mm -hmm. Imagine being ugh, but they make so much money. 
my boyfriend's nieces, they watch they watch these and this is where I saw the phenomena in real life, right? There's this one guy and he's actually on the screen doing this stuff and he does like the floor is lava type videos. He's got like 300k subs. Um, and it's all animated and he'll be like, right, now we need to jump. The floor is lava. And the little kids, they were watching it over and over and they were joining in and they were dancing and they were like jumping on and off the sofa. And this guy, his videos have like 100 million views. Yeah. Like each. It's mind-blowing. They have the no, right No, that's idea. where the money is. That, yeah, and your CPM would be so high because you're a children's channel. No advertiser is going to pass up on that. Yeah, although didn't they change some of the ad rules about kids content i'm not sure because i don't make it so i don't know <laughs> no we should do this emo kids nursery rhymes floor is lava edition i feel like i'd be a really good child's tv presenter as, as long as i didn't swear i feel like i'd be really good children love me i don't know why i i believe you i just can't picture it you know <laughs> what i mean it doesn't work in my head i feel like i'd be very good well, do it then. Just, you know, fuck the embarrassment. You're already embarrassed. You do YouTube. You said it yourself. Like, it's already over for you. Just commit to the bit. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd also be on- like one of the only kind of sane children's TV pre- like presenters as well. Because most of them are on drugs. Like, you realize that when you become an adult. It's like, oh, what? a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of like children's TV presenters have had like drug problems or whatever. Like a few, a few. Like, there was Mark from Smart, and, you know, his girlfriend died in a bathtub, and then he committed, you know, which was really sad. I remember when that happened. I was like, what? Mark from Smart? I was heartbroken. I don't even know who that is, but I'm very upset about this Did you never see... You never had Smart? Where did you grow up? Ireland. Did you never have Smart? Didn't you have CITV or CBBC? I had CBBC, but I didn't really watch CBBC. I watched, like, RTE Kids. Like, it would have kids' shows on in the morning, and then they would show different things. And also, like, just a lot of Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah, sure, granted. But no, Mark from Smart was very sad. That is really upsetting. I don't I don't like this information. Why would you, like, close off the podcast on such a sad note? Uh, because life is grim. Reality is grim, and we should all remember that and just go on with our days. And maybe we should all just try to be a little bit nicer to each other because reality sucks and everything is in a state of entropy. I try and say that, but then like I go outside and someone pisses me off, and then that goes out the window. All the goodwill goes out the window. I go outside and I turn into a, a, a dog. I'm like, oh, pretty leaves. Oh, the sky is so nice. Life is worth living. And then I go back inside and I'm like... I fucking hate everything. I'm miserable. Why am I so depressed? There's absolutely nothing wrong. I just want to crawl in a hole and die. And then outside again, it's like, oh, look at the color of the sky. So it's a bit stupid. I go outside and then I turn around and go back inside. I've had enough. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. I prefer to be outside though. Maybe I should just lean into the, like, I think we're equally sort of, I was about to say narcissistic, that's the wrong word, pessimistic about life. Mm. But maybe I should lean into my outdoorsy dogness and just be the really cheerful one on this podcast. I can't do it. Absolutely do not do that. No. I will I'm gonna now because you said not to, I'm gonna. You'll never invite me on again. (laughs) No one wants positivity around here, certainly not me. The sky is beautiful and the moon is beautiful, and you can't tell me otherwise, you heathen. The moon is disgusting. I think we should nuke it. 
what? We, you know the science. We can't nuke the moon. We absolutely we can. You are not with that attitude. You're Gru. Who's Gru? Despicable me. Fair he enough. wants to steal the moon. <laughs> Did you know that the US once had plans of what if we nuked the moon? I think I've heard of this. It might have yes. been on Ancient Aliens or something. Nah, it's on this. It's a Wikipedia article. You can look it up. The US wanted to blow up the moon just to see what would happen, I think. I endorse this idea. No. No, no. No, no. No nuking the moon. No nuking anything. Nukes bad. Yeah, nukes are bad, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say nukes are bad, but... I just There's don't no like. Book. I don't like it when the moon comes out in the middle of the day. Like, what are you doing? It's not your time. Go back to bed. Stop being it's weird. It's so pretty. You get the Such best pervert. pictures then. <laughs> pervert. Not having it. That's all for today's podcast. This was ridiculous. This was a ridiculous podcast. So ridiculous. I feel like so many people are going to be like, "How dare you try to be nuanced about JoJo Siwa?" Look, I think she's. <laughs> I think she's an idiot. Like, don't get me wrong. I yeah, really nuanced about Jojo Siwa, but then the moon's a pervert. When it comes to the moon, Nuke absolutely it. not. No, absolutely not having it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Grim. Yeah, well, thanks for watching. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. I make new podcasts clearly whenever I feel like it. Follow us on Spotify and iTunes, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>